Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know your neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in this really cool community we get to call our neighborhood. And today we get to chat with Karen. She's basically the head of Life South Community Blood Drive. Um, Karen, we've gotten to speak really throughout this whole pandemic, um, and you're just constantly reminding us that. Life South is in need of blood. Absolutely, especially right now, this time of year with the COVID numbers going up a little bit and our major accounts we have like colleges and universities with students working remotely. It's been a little bit of a struggle, but we're lucky that the community is coming out and we hope to see even more of them for this upcoming Thanksgiving. Right. And Karen, to kind of backtrack, there's so many different organizations um, that collect blood and help deliver blood throughout. So can you kind of tell us what exactly Life South does with the blood donations? Absolutely. So Life South, um, we started actually in 1974. Our headquarters is in Gainesville, Florida, and we expanded to the Jacksonville area back in 2017. We are now providing all the blood needed for patients at Wolfson's Children's Hospital, Memorial Hospital, Orange Park Medical Center, and all Baptist Health locations. So the need for blood is pretty high. We're in a large city, and unfortunately, accidents happen all the time. And the blood is needed before something happens. So a lot of times people don't really realize how important it is until it affects somebody personally. Hmm. And it sounds like you guys give a lot, which means y'all need a lot. Absolutely. The city of Jacksonville and just the hospitals that we partner with need over 300,000 blood donations a year. And that's just based on last numbers, not considering what's going on right now with the pandemic and the need for convalescent plasma. Okay, so where do we come in for this? Because like you mentioned before, oftentimes we'll see the van or the bus outside of college campuses or churches or restaurants, but a lot of these things aren't even open. So what can we do to make this conscious effort for y'all? Sure. You can just visit lifesouth.org. All of our blood mobiles and our blood drives can be found there so people can easily put their zip code in and find a location that's convenient for them. And if somebody is interested in donating convalescent plasma to help patients recover from the disease, they can visit our Bay Meadows Center. That's over on 7840 Bay Meadows Way. And you can easily go to our website and make an appointment. We really would love to see some donors come in and see us. Karen, can you kind of unravel the difference between donating blood and then donating plasma? And if you wanted to and feeling super ambitious, can you do both of those at the same time? Is that okay for your body? Well, actually, um, if you know your status and you've actually received a test result that said you had COVID-19 and you've recovered, um, donating convalescent plasma is a little bit different. To donate plasma, you come into our center, you sit in a big comfy chair, and you're hooked up to a machine, and it's a process called apheresis. It's actually where a machine takes your blood, it takes your plasma out, and then gives you your red blood cells and your um, platelets back. So it's a little bit of a different process. Um, When you donate whole blood, like on our blood mobiles, you actually come in and you just donate a pint of blood. That that blood blood will be tested for the COVID-19 antibodies. And whenever you donate blood, you actually do have a bit of of plasma that does go to help a patient. But if you donate a whole unit of plasma, you can actually help five people that are having a hard time battling the COVID-19 disease. So, so many different options and opportunities just for us to come and serve. And LifeSouth always makes it fun. Like it's not dreary to go donate blood, but y'all kind of always put a little good twist on it. And recently was the Florida Georgia game and y'all twisted it with bleed for your team. Was that a good turnout? Absolutely. We had a wonderful turnout for Bleed for Your Team. Um, This was our third year having the blood drive. Um, Last year, the blood drive donors, they actually, we had some people when they came in, they could pick a team that they're rooting for. Um, So last year, the donors picked Georgia as being the winning team, (laughs) which they were last year. 
Um, but this year, we had an overwhelming response from the Florida fans. And like last year, the donors decided the game this year with Florida coming out on top. Oh, okay, sweet. So can I ask how many donations y'all were able to get from that event? I don't have the actual numbers, but I believe our impact was over 400 units that we could send out to our local hospitals. So great response. We really love the, the fans for showing up and having some team spirit to go through the weekend. And we're just so thankful that they all came out and participated with us. And they also got a t-shirt, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we had um, some custom t-shirts, whether you're a Florida fan, a Georgia fan, an FSU fan, an Alabama fan, depending on where you were at, obviously here in Florida. We didn't really get any Alabama shirts since our main rivalry was Florida-Georgia, but across our footprint, we just had a wonderful response. Usually when football season kind of rolls around, we know that we're at the tail end of hurricane season. So does that mean you guys are in a position to kind of let up on needing blood? Because so often Florida gets hit super hard by these hurricanes and Life South comes in with a relief team. Is that so Absolutely. Well, um, we were able to handle the small storms that came our way. So the storms luckily did not cause massive of a disruption in our process. But with the holidays, our blood needs typically go into critical need just because everyone's so busy. And this is, of course, on top of the COVID-19 crisis we have right now. So the need for blood around the holidays is always in critical need. Um, Life South works every day but Thanksgiving and Christmas Day because the need never stops. So, of course, we don't stop either. So why is there such a need? Like, yeah, you said people are really busy, but why is blood needed during the holiday season as opposed to during the summertime? Well, sure. Well, the holidays don't take a break from car accidents. People that are receiving treatment for certain conditions like cancer, they still need those life those life-changing medications to save their lives. So while people sometimes can take a break for holidays, the car accidents, people needing care, that never stops. Yeah, and and that makes sense because, I mean, I know personally when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas time, I'm totally thrown off of my routine. So maybe when I'm driving home and I see Life South bus, I typically stop by and donate, but now I might not be driving that way anymore, um, or I might even be out of town. Right. We are really lucky this year. We are going to put a fun spin on Thanksgiving this year. Um, around Thanksgiving time, when this COVID crisis isn't taking place, people normally would go to the movies because everybody has the day after Thanksgiving off. But that was always something I know when I was growing up. We went to the movies after Thanksgiving. But now, since the um, movie theaters are kind of closing and they're only offering private screenings, we're putting a fun twist on it this year by having a Fandango Now voucher. So oh. whenever people come and donate, they'll get a voucher to screen whatever um, movie they would like, whatever series. So yeah, we're just giving them an option of being home and being safe, but it's a great opportunity if there's been a movie coming out you've been wanting to see and just don't feel comfortable going to the movie theater, you should definitely come see us and we'll hook you up. Oh my gosh, what a cool incentive. Yeah, absolutely. This is also in addition to the free health screening and the COVID-19 antibody test that you'll get when you donate as well. And all we have to do is come out and donate. And Karen, again, remind me where we can find where the buses are or if there's a location we can just stop by and donate there. Absolutely, absolutely. You can go to lifesouth.org. We have a center that's now reopened at Baptist Medical Center. So if you're downtown and a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday would work for you, we'd love to see you at our Baptist Center. And then, of course, we have our donation center where you can donate convalescent plasma here on Bay Meadows Way. So again, I, I love how LifeSouth always provides all these different opportunities and locations. It's You guys never make it an inconvenience, but if anything, something easier than it should be. Absolutely. I mean, we love to see donors. If there's a community out there or a local church or business that would like to have a blood drive with us this holiday season, we would love to work with them. Um, It's totally free to have a blood drive. We provide all the promotional materials, snacks, donor gifts, and all of our staff will be there with smiling faces waiting to see people get on our blood mobile. I love the emphasis on the smiling faces. And Karen, one thing, I learned this 
probably several months ago, but it's something that I don't think is shared enough. Can you kind of tell me the impact of what happens when one person donates blood? Absolutely. When one person donates blood, they actually are going to be saving three people's lives. So that's three people that might not get to see another Thanksgiving, another Mm -hmm. birthday, or another Christmas. So it's an incredible gift. You can almost be a secret Santa is a good way to look at it for a patient in need right here in our community. And I feel like during a time of thankfulness and, and, I mean, truly Thanksgiving, why not be generous in donating something we have plenty of and something that some people don't have enough of? Right. And if you're currently concerned about the current situation with COVID-19, we want everybody to know that we're disinfecting everything. We check temperatures before somebody gets on the blood mobile. We are wearing masks and following all CDC guidelines. So donating blood is 100% safe, and we would really love to see some donors come out. I know that information is super comforting for a lot of people, you know, just given the state of the pandemic. Well, Karen, one more time, tell me how we can reach you or how we can reach a LifeSouth donation bus or even y'all's building. Okay, yes. Just visit our website. It's LifeSouth.org. You can find all the information there. And if there's any questions or anything like that, don't hesitate to give us a call. We're more than welcome to walk you through the process. And it's just a little pinch and you can do so much. Karen, thank you. Thank you for doing so much constantly and for just being the forefront of this need and for being such a sweet neighbor. <laughs> Thank you, Colby. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your help and your partnership in spreading the word about the importance of blood donation during this holiday season. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. Welcome to Jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Bruce Fifard. He's the CEO for the Museum of Science and History, a.k.a. the Mosh. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. Colby, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm so looking forward to being able to tell you what's going on new at the Mosh. I love chatting with you because your lens for what you bring into to the Mosh is kind of like a child's perspective with how excited you are, and you make everybody else super excited. So tell me what the Mosh is, just to kick us off. So we are the science museum, uh, a science and history museum uh, for our whole community in Northeast Florida. Uh, We just have a great time. We've got a variety of different exhibits, both permanent and traveling exhibits. We've got animals that you would find in your backyard. In fact, one of our animals, I saw them recently. Um, We have a possum. Her name is Maggie. And she is absolutely, she comes out uh, uh, onto the the general floor in our naturalist center. By the way, she loves carrots. (laughs) which is always entertaining to see her take a carrot and munch away on it. And she just she just hangs out like she's y'all's mascot? Oh, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. We got her when she was just a couple uh, weeks old. She was abandoned. We took her in. We made sure that she had all uh, got, got healthy. We brought a vet in to go over everything, and she is doing absolutely wonderful. She actually... <laughs> lives in an area where we also have a couple of turtles and it's it's so much fun to see them interact and it seems like sometimes they actually talk to each other yeah those are her roommates yep (laughs) that's exactly right those are her roommates well bruce it's funny because if i didn't know you and if i wouldn't have already gone to the mosh a couple times i wouldn't believe you when you say it's fun it's a museum of science and history like that does not sound fun to me so how are you guys so engaged and appealing so i think part of it colby is how we approach everything we do we want 
to inspire the joy of lifelong learning. And really, the key word there is joy. When we have school groups or visitors come in, everything that we do, we make learning fun. We make it engaging. We make it hands-on so that people actually walk away from the experience. And whether they, they initially acknowledge it or not, they walk away with new information, and they didn't even realize they were learning. In fact, we just recently partnered with the Duval County Public Schools. We actually have and are hosting one of their VPK classes, and it is absolutely so much fun to see these four- and five-year-olds walk through the museum and engage with (laughs) staff, engage with our animals, engage with our science experiments. It's, It's just, it's amazing. And one way I think you guys are really good at continuing to inspire that joy of lifelong learning is these traveling exhibits that you filter through. So what exhibit do y'all have right now? So we just recently opened up in September our brand new traveling exhibit, which is Da Vinci Machines and Robots. And it features over 60 of Leonardo da Vinci's creations. It has machines. It has interactive. It has some of his artwork, not original. I mean, these are copies. Um, <laughs> but everything from his flying machine to architectural innovations to civil engineering. In fact, probably one of the most amazing things for me is that these were actually designed and created from his original manuscripts in Florence, Italy. And so they they shipped them across the ocean. Uh, We have them set up. And as you go through, you can actually witness how some of these inventions are being used today in modern ways. One of them, for example, there's some gears that he created. Well... Those gears are actually used in some of our automobiles today. That's how amazing Leonardo da Vinci was. And it's great for all ages. It has children's activities. It has computer animations. Um, it has, as I said, reproduction of his, of his paintings. And so it really is an absolutely wonderful experience. In fact, I've been through it probably four times now. And each time I go through it, I learn something new myself. I think some of us might be thinking, okay, Bruce is just saying this because he's the CEO of the Mosh, but I can attest to everything you're saying because I got to go. And Bruce, you are so right. I walked in and first of all, you can touch just about everything, which is so fun. And then to really see everything that Da Vinci put together and be like, oh my gosh, like I use this today. This is a bicycle. I I use this. And just (laughs) think of all of his ideas. And it's a huge exhibit. It's a floor and a half. I I completely agree. I completely agree. It is. And we're so excited. We have this exhibit with us through the middle of January. And so please come on out, take a look at it, experience it, uh, and enjoy all our other exhibits as well. Maybe you come out and go through Da Vinci and then stop and have a show in our planetarium or go down and meet Maggie yeah. uh, and our, our, our resident opossum uh, in our naturalist center. Do you have a favorite part of the new exhibit? I mean, after you've gone through four times and things keep popping out, what do you love the most? So I've got to say that there is, and, and you'll excuse me because I don't remember the name of it, but it looks like um, an exercise machine. And it is, yeah, and he created this. Now think about this. In the 15th century, Da Vinci created, and you use both your legs and your arms, and it has weighted sacks and pulleys. Um, it's in the back, it's, it's toward the back wall of the exhibit, and it's absolutely amazing. You can sit in it and actually go through and exercise while you come to Mosh. He really created that? Yes, he did. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay, now I got to go back and see that because I don't remember that. And for those of us who are coming just to see the exhibit specifically, what are you hoping we walk away with after seeing this? I'm hoping that every person that comes through walks away 
with the appreciation that they can become inventors themselves mm. and to see just how much that one person was able to do. See, we all we are all creative in our own ways. And we can, if we allow ourselves to exercise that creativity, contribute to the quality of life and to everyone else around us by creating things. Maybe you like to sketch. Maybe you like to tinker in a shop. Maybe you're like my, my grandchildren that like to dig holes. Whatever it is, we can create. And that is really what comes through when you walk through Da Vinci to see. And this is not everything. I mean, this is only a small fraction of everything that he contributed. And again, it's having a lasting impact. And our guests can have that same kind of impact. Not just the Da Vinci exhibit fosters our creative mindset, but really all that the Mosh has to offer. So what else can we see when we come to the Mosh, Bruce? So we have an Atlantic Tales where you'll actually see a life-size replica of a sperm whale. Um, In fact, one of the things that we often have with uh, the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or even some other groups, they love to rent the facility overnight and they sleep under the whale. No way! They have a great time. Yeah, they they love it. They actually have a great time doing that. We have a little uh, touch tank where we have a lot of uh, small little ocean creatures that you would find in a beach setting. Um, we've got the planetarium that has shows constantly. Every day we're open, we have two to three shows, but we also have other events that we hold in there. Um, we, we do things like having a mosh after dark. I will tell you at the end of this month, uh, we have several local individuals that are coming in and they're running a show in our planetarium on the 28th of October called The Craft of Comedy. These are three individuals that have full-time jobs and they at night or other venues, they actually have comedy routines and they're going to talk about how they got started, what goes into creating a comedy routine. And so it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. No, no joke (laughs) aside. (laughs) Well, Bruce, we're always so excited. And what are ways we can get involved with the Mosh? So we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, We have a very robust volunteer program. We certainly could use your your financial support, but if you can't do that, come on in and talk to us. And I'm sure your listeners are aware we are in the process and looking forward to building a brand new museum on the North Bank. We hired an architect. I had a, my first meeting with the architect last week, and we're going to have one every week now, and we're going to start the design and, and that whole phase probably at the first of the year. So we're very excited what the future holds for Mosh and what we can bring to Northeast Florida and our community. And as we wait for the new Mosh to form, what are ways we can get the most out of Mosh today? Come and visit us. That is perhaps the best thing you can do. Um, Come on down. We have our permanent exhibits. We have traveling exhibits. We've got natural exhibits. And we are constantly changing. In fact, just recently, we put a brand new exhibit right in our lobby. I'm not going to tell you any more because it's a fabulous exhibit. Come on and take a look at it for yourself. Well, Bruce, I'm excited. So tell me the best way to stay in contact and up to date with everything that's happening at the Mosh. The best way to do that is to go to our website, whether you have a, 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 a tablet, a phone, or a computer. It's www.themosh.org, and you will find everything you need to know about all our programs, both during the day and after our programs. You can purchase your tickets beforehand uh, and come and visit us, and we'd love to hear from your listeners, we'd love to get their feedback um, and engage with them at any any time. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for all you do and mostly for inspiring the joy of lifelong learning and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Colby, thank you. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. I look forward to this so much. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. Thank you.
biggest Black Friday sale is happening at the newest furniture store in Orange Park. DuPont Furniture. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss DuPont Furniture's 60% off everything Black Friday sale. Plus, no interest till 2025. DuPont Furniture Store, locally owned, located 1980 Wells Road in Orange Park, right next to Planet Fitness. DuPont Furniture Store, stop by the showroom on Black Friday for unprecedented savings and your chance to win a $100 gas card. Fall is here, and while many people are gearing up for pumpkin spice and everything nice, we know fall means leaf removal. Fortunately, Tools for a Time and Echo have got your back, literally, with the most powerful backpack blower money can buy, the all-new Echo PB9010, or the versatile Shredden Vac, which converts from a blower to a leaf vac to get those stubborn leaves in your flower beds. And all Echo products come with an industry-leading five-year consumer warranty. Now is a great time to check out the complete Echo lineup at toolsforatime.com. Hi, I'm Annabelle, here to welcome you to Annabelle's of Orange Park, your holiday winter fantasy land. For me, the holidays are simply described as loving memories of my youth, created by family, friends, and the stores of the past that gave us beautiful Christmas wonderlands that led to a visit with Santa. Annabelle's may not have Santa, but it is, in so many ways, that very special place where your dreams of today become tomorrow's special memories. Create those memories at Annabelle's of Orange Park. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. Panera believes in saying yes. Yes to clean, fresh ingredients. Yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella. Yes to delicious mac and cheese. Yes to putting it on a sandwich, creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. And yes to impromptu road trips to Sandwich, Illinois. Because that's living life to the flavor fullest. Get $1 delivery when you order on our app. Panera, live your yes. Pricing and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, and only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have little or no clinical evidence behind them and may not reliably detect a fever. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. It's not just boughs of holly that are going to deck your halls this holiday season. It's you decking the whole house with outdoor lights and holiday decor from the Home Depot. Fill your yard with Yuletide treasure like a hand-painted LED reindeer sculpture. Want to build a snowman? You can, with our six-foot sparkling snowman covered in lights. You can even pair it with a Disney inflatable spin. You know, from the movie your kids still watch three times a day, tis the season to make things jolly, and the Home Depot has everything you need to make the holidays yours. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy, or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today, only at Wendy's. A participating U.S. Wendy's taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Maintaining your community or company facility security is a priority, and it just became a lot easier. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems is now a Brevo Access Dealership. Brevo's streamlined process is cloud-based, providing easy system access from anywhere on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Invest in total security for your community or business, all managed through one cloud-based software platform. Improve responsiveness, manage your access control, and enhance your overall security needs. Visit sunbeltsys.com. That's sunbeltsys.com. Welcome to Jacksonville Dot Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to our North Florida neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us and in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Alexia Coleman Moss. She's the Executive Director for Empowerment Resources. Alexia, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So give me a rundown on what Empowerment Resources is. So Empowerment Resources is a Jacksonville-based nonprofit organization. We were founded in 2002 
Our mission is to empower youth and families, and we do so with three phenomenal programs. Okay, so what are those programs? So the first program we offer is Journey into Womanhood. This serves as a mentoring program for girls third through 12th grade. It is community-based, meaning we don't go out to the school. Everything that happens, happens where we meet, which is in the Arlington area. And we do have virtual mentoring as well. But within the Journey in the Womanhood program, we have these 12 core areas that we feel will shape and mold a young lady with her journey into womanhood. So we bring in um, expert speakers on said topics. We use our own curriculum. And then after the, the young ladies have their lecture for the day, if you will, which is part lecture, hands-on activities, then we go into what's called Mentor Corner, and here's where the girls can, you know, talk about, like, hot topics or continue the conversation from the day and just really connect with their mentor, and that is done at around a six-to-one ratio, and all of our mentors for this program are females, so that is one of the programs that we offer and this program runs for 10 months. So we try to match with the school year, and we have a touch point with the girls about twice a month. And then we also go on enrichment trips or field trips. So, for example, this Sunday, we're going to um, a Jacksonville Jaguar football game. Around the holidays, we do some really fun activities. We try to expose the girls to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math college tours, and of course, things have looked slightly different during the pandemic, but we're still, you know, able to have some really fun outings with the girls. So, Alexia, you said this doesn't happen in school, but it's where you guys meet at. What's the response been for young women seeking you out? Yeah, great question. So we have always been a community-based program for this program, and um, we meet um, twice a month, typically on Saturdays. I failed to say that, I think, but the response has been pretty good. I mean, I would say since we've been in the pandemic, you know, things have been a little different. Um, we're, we still have openings, but we are meeting twice a month, and then we um, also offer the e-mentoring, so via Zoom and things of that nature. So, you know, for those people who don't feel comfortable coming out, we still have that option. And then last year we were 100% virtual, and that was our first time doing that. And the response, you know, was pretty good. But Mm -hmm. we do poll our girls and our participants and our parents, and we listen, and the girls and the parents were ready to go back engaging. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we're, you know, practicing safe protocols as much as possible. And you said it's from 3rd to 12th grade, and, I mean, that's a huge age. Age gap in what these girls are experiencing. So, do you break it up after already breaking it up? Yeah, great question. So, as most of us know that work with teens and youth, you know, the earlier that you can empower the young person, the better. Yeah. So, perfect world, we'll get a girl third, fourth, fifth, maybe sixth grade, and she'll continue on with us. I would say about 60% of our girls do continue with us and, um, you know, stay with us for the duration of the program. However, we will take a girl 10th, 11th grade. We don't take rising seniors. So depending on the topic that we are exploring for the day, we will break them out based on age. And then with the mentor connections, like I said, we do break them out into smaller groups. But otherwise, the girls, for the most part, they spend about... 30, 45 minutes together, and then we break them out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good because, like this year, we have quite a few third, fourth, fifth graders, and they really do look up to the older girls. And for the most part, the older girls will take them under their wing. So, you know, it's it's almost like they're mentoring in a sense as mm-hmm. well. And you said you have three programs. So the, the Journey Through Womanhood is one. And then what else do you have? Yeah, so our second program is Life Skill Workshop. So we would get calls very early on in the business to say, you know, hey, do you have anything for the boys? Or, hey, can you bring Journey to Womanhood out to my school? And at the time, we weren't able to. But then we said, you know what, here's a opportunity. So we created life skills. So we package up some core life skills that students may not get in a typical school day, conflict resolution, decision-making, leadership 101, goal-setting. We package those up and we take those out into the school. So this has been a very successful program. With that program, we serve about 150, 300 students a year. And again, last year, a little bit virtual. This year, more hybrid. Um, and that 
is third through 12th grade. For those programs, however, the school or the after-school program will be the one to bring us in to, you know, provide that workshop. And again, it's a, it's a co-ed type of situation. And we've been serving the community with that program for about 10 years. And then our third program is parenting education this program I absolutely love. I love all of our programs, <laughs> but I really love parenting education because I'm a firm believer in whether you're a parent or not, everybody could sharpen their parenting tool skills, parenting skills, excuse me. So we try to provide parents with parenting tips that they can put in their parenting toolbox. And again, whether you're a mom, dad, auntie, uncle, great, you know, grandparent or what have you. So currently we were offering these in person and then with COVID we shifted to online and interesting enough, our numbers have doubled. So we have um, funding through a wonderful organization um, that is able to provide the funding support for these workshops. It's called Partnership for Child Health and uh, Kids Hope Alliance. But every Thursday in a virtual platform, Parents from all walks of life come and they get parenting tips from our parenting experts. And then toward the end, we offer a lot of great community resources. So this is free every Thursday from 6 to 7.15 via Zoom. And uh, people can get that login information from our website empowermentresourcesinc.org. So with the parenting education, I feel like you got to be really humble to say, hey, I need help parenting. Do you feel like you get that kind of response? We do. So we have a mix of, I just need help. I Mm. need a tip. I need a tool. I need to talk to somebody. And then we do have um, a couple of parents that are mandated from Mm. an agency or maybe the courts. And again, that's what I love because it's a mixed bag. And when people come and they share, it's like they realize, oh, my gosh, I'm not in this by myself. So, you know, um, most people for this program, some are mandated, some come on a voluntary basis. About 50% that are volunteering come back for more. So it's a really, really good space. And like I said, even if you're not a parent, I think it's a good opportunity to just sharpen some of those skills because whether you're a parent or not, most, you know, most often you might be around a young person. So we talk about topics like um, how to communicate with your child, how to communicate with your teen, building self-worth, you know, what is discipline? It's totally different from punishment. A lot of people get huh. them confused and, and, you know, what are appropriate ways to, to punish your child? So, um, again, it's a really good space and we welcome anyone to come pop in. So with this, Alexia, y'all said, or pardon, you said you started back in 2002 and how did this get kickstarted? Oh, another wonderful question. <laughs> so I relocated to Jacksonville and at the time I was volunteering with other organizations and I saw in my own backyard, literally, <laughs> I was living in Mandarin at the time and I just saw a couple of community gaps and around that same time, mm-hmm. a friend that I went to college with created the outline for the Journey into Womanhood program and um, I said, you know, this is, she, she gave it to me to proofread and put my two cents in and I'm like, this is a really good model. So I, um, like I said, added a little bit to it and then she launched one, I launched one and we just kind of grew from there and I remember the first meeting, you know, a little nervous, is anyone <laughs> going to show up and putting flyers up around town and we just kind of grew from there. So, And how are you guys funded? Because this takes a ton of manpower. Yeah, yeah. So we are a majority volunteer run organization. So we have a awesome team of volunteers that helps us with everything from planning and a little bit of programming and fundraisers. And then we have contract staff that help us implement the programming. And then we do have grants. Um, like most nonprofits, we have a diverse funding stream. So, you know, we have grants, we have fundraisers. And then, as I mentioned, we have the volunteer support and in-kind support as well. And you guys already cover a ton of bases with just these three programs. Do you have it on the radar to add any more? So we are all about quality over quantity. Mm. <laughs> 
so right now with our financial capacity, this is where we are. We do have ambitions to grow. We have a um, complement program to Journey into Womanhood, of course, Journey into Manhood, and we're just looking for the right funding partner to implement this program. So hopefully one day in the near future and then in the works, we also are um, hopeful to put together a Journey into Womanhood curriculum mm-hmm. that we can sell so people can, you know, start their own Journey into Womanhood club if they will, like in the schools and some, something of that nature. Well, again, I have the privilege of chatting with Alexia Coleman-Moss. She's the executive director for Empowerment Resources. And Alexia, can you kind of put it in perspective? What kind of backgrounds do the people who you're helping serve come from? Yeah. So people say, you know, in order to be in Journey into Womanhood, what kind of girl does it have to be? And my mm-hmm. answer to that is, of course, she needs to be third through 12th grade, mm-hmm. particularly more like third through 11th grade, because we like the girl to do at least two years with us. But any girl that wants to commit to herself into the program, any girl that is going to be dedicated, any girl that wants to make a change. So that's the girl we're looking for in that program. My skills, again, that's in the school. So, you know, that kind of depends on, you know, who they send to us, if you will. And then for parenting education, you know, same thing. Um, we have parents that come on a volunteer basis. So if you want to come, sharpen your parenting skills, come to us. So we're not necessarily about a particular race or economic background. We serve whomever is willing to learn and grow with us. And how, I mean, it's obvious within the parenting education how that impacts the whole family. But what about the other programs? How is that having an impact on the entire family? So, again, the um, company is named, well, I didn't say this, but the company's name is Empowerment Resources. And we named the company that because we do want people to be empowered and we do love to connect people with community resources. So, you know, we don't try to do it all. So we really, really want to connect people to other community resources because Jacksonville has tons of great, you know, community partners. Um, With Journey to Womanhood, how we're making a difference is, well, as I mentioned, 100% of our girls are matched with a mentor, Mm -hmm. and we all know the data around mentoring. You know, it it definitely, the outcomes are great, right? You know, if you have someone that can touch your lives in other ways, it's more powerful. You know, growing up, you know, maybe I listen to my mom sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but other, other times, you know, I would go to my friends or... I had an older cousin I would go to, and as I got older, I wasn't mentoring programs. And, you know, people really do tell their stories of success from, you know, that teacher, guidance counselor, sports person, or mentor. So we have the mentor touch point. We have um, 75% of our girls that graduate from our program come back and donate time or money so to me, that speaks volumes, and because we are um, small in number, big in love, we're able to track our girls. Um, we have a 100% high school graduation rate, and 93, um, present, 93% of our girls, when they graduate high school, go to college or the military, and the remainder go into a career and at a job. Wow. So those are just a couple of data points in the um, JIW program that are making a difference. And then with our parenting program, the parents that are mandated that might be right on the edge of abuse and neglect, the recidivism rate is very, very low when they take our parenting program. And it is evidence-based parenting program for those who care. So there's a lot of, we as a national curriculum, so there's a lot of data and research around it. And it, um, has a nurturing philosophy. So I I tease parents that come to parenting. I say, you know, if you don't want to use these skills on your teen, your child, it can also work with family members as well. So, um, so again, those are just some of the, you know, outcomes that we're able to help in the community with our programming, you know, just, just making healthier families and making people more self-sufficient, especially with the journey into womanhood program, you know, um, poverty is linked to a lot, you know, from, you know, education to, you know, if you're going to financially be set in the world, you know, your credit history, you know, so these are all areas that we address within the Journey in the Womanhood program. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a longer program because we want to build year after year with this program. And what does it mean to graduate from one of your programs, like you said? So with the parenting program, if a person takes all eight topics, they do receive a certificate of completion. 
And then with the Journey in the Womanhood program, in order to be a graduate, we want you to graduate high school as well and then finish at least two to three years with us. And each young lady that graduates will get a scholarship. So we um, have a little pre and post test as well. So we hope to see a gain within the girl. And nine times out of 10, we do. And then what can we do as a community to come alongside you and support you? I am so glad you asked. So opportunities like this where we can get the word out is so helpful. Um, We are a very, very small grassroots nonprofit organization. And um, a lot of people say, you know, how do people hear about you? You know, how do they learn? And a lot of it's word of mouth. And um, sometimes the schools are really good about sharing information about us. But helping us get the word out about who we are and what we're doing and then volunteering. So if you are interested in volunteering hands-on with one of our programs, we always need that. We always need people to help us out behind the scenes. So we put on about three to four events a year. Uh, You talked to me about funding, and I said we have fundraisers. So we always need people to help out with that as well. We have our marketing is done by volunteers, and they are amazing. So if anybody, you know, is interested in helping us with website development and social media, those are all areas where people can help volunteer. And do you have any upcoming events we can look forward to? Yeah, so um, the last week in November is... I think it's called Giving Giving Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. No, Giving Friday. So we'll have like an online giving campaign and then, of course, the holiday giving campaign. And as far as like a in-person fundraiser, we always put together our Journey into Womanhood celebration event, which is our biggest fundraiser of the year. This is when the, we celebrate the girls and their accomplishments throughout the year. We have a keynote speaker and a silent auction and all of those fun things. Um, and that will be in May. And right now we are selling tickets to Jacksonville um, home games through the um, Jacksonville Give and Go program. And all this information can be found on our website, empowermentresourcesinc.org, or on our social media pages. Alexia, what would you love to see come out of Empowerment Resources? I would love to see, I want to, we want to reach more. So like within Mm -hmm. our journey in the womanhood program, we would like to, we have right now about 10 more openings for that program. We would love to continue to get the word out about parenting education. Again, right now, this is a, a free program, thanks to the funder. And, you know, just parents coming out, you know, we're living in some Um, very, very bizarre and stressful times. So I think it's beneficial for people to come out and learn some parenting skills. So, you know, just helping us get the word out. And hopefully in the near future, we can launch the Journey into Manhood program and also have the curriculum for Journey into Womanhood. Oh, what's the Journey into Manhood program? So that would be a program to complement Journey into Womanhood, and obviously that would be for boys, and it would pretty much mirror what we have within the Journey into Womanhood program. So that is something we have in the works, and again, just looking for the right community partner and funder. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the curriculum written. We're just looking for that right person to come through to help financially support the um, pilot program of this. And can you share any success stories that you've been able to witness through Empowerment Resources? Yeah, so within the Journey into Womanhood program, we have had a lot of success stories, but um, one in particular is I'm just so proud of all of our girls, no matter, you know, what Mm. career path they go into. But I spoke earlier about how our girls come back. And to me, that just speaks volumes. So we've had girls to come back and work with us and help implement programming. We've had, um, we actually have a Journey into Womanhood Facebook-like support group, and this is something that the girls, the alum, thought of. So they have this own platform and space where they keep in touch with each, with each other. They share resources and jobs and things of that nature. Um, we have three young ladies that are in the medical field, and when... Um, the pandemic first hit the scene, you know, we were all trying to figure it out. You know, what is COVID-19? What is coronavirus? And like many others, we had to pivot 
in the virtual space. So we reached out to these three JIW alum that all have backgrounds in nursing, and they literally stepped up to the plate, whipped together their own curriculum and outline and educated us on that. And I'm just, you know, forever grateful. So Mm -hmm. there are these moments like this where, again, because we're small in number, big in love, we can reach out and say, you know, hey, this is a need that we have. And I just love the fact that they do keep in touch with not just me, but with each other and support each other. Yeah. And it shows how big of an impact. And I mean, you poured into them and now they're able to turn around and pour into others. Um, Well, Alexia, tell me again what you need most out of your neighbors and how we can fit this need. Share the information about us (laughs) and the wonderful things that we're doing. And again, it's empowerment resources org. Um, little things like following us on social media, seeing what we're about, take a peek every now and again and share that information as well. We always need volunteers. And again, you can volunteer behind the scenes. You don't even have to show up anywhere. <laughs> and of course, making donations. So those small donations, the $5, $10, they go a very, very long way within our organization. And again, you can find all of that information on our website at empowermentresourcesinc.org. And can you tell me again what events you have coming up that we can look forward to? So fundraising-wise, we are selling tickets to home Jacksonville Jaguar football games, and we do get um, a minimum of $10 per ticket that we sell, and the Jaguar Foundation does a match to that. So if you're looking to go to any Jaguar games, you can buy tickets through us at a discounted rate, and then we have another online giving campaign happening in November, and then our next in-person event will be in May of 2022, the Journey into Womanhood celebration event where we will celebrate the young ladies in the program. And this will be our 17th year. And I cannot believe it. (laughs) How are you going to celebrate 17 years? Yeah. So I don't know our theme. The committee is working behind the scenes, but every year there is a theme. And um, like I said, we have um, an in-person event where we celebrate the girls. We have a silent auction. So Mm -hmm. it looks different every year. Last year we had a brunch. So can't wait to see what the committee has. And we'll have more information on that coming out in January. Okay. Well, Alexia, one more time, tell me the best way to reach out to Empowerment Resources and to get more information. Our website, empowermentresourcesinc.org. You can also give us a call at 904-268-8287. And following us on social media, all of our handles can be found on our website. Okay. Thank you so much for all you do. And thanks for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to our North Florida neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I at Jacksonville.radio.